Welcome to another Disney podcast. We are three friends that love Disney, just different aspects of it. Whether it's parks, pictures, or intellectual properties, we discuss, debate, and keep you up to date on all the things we love about Disney. Guys, we typically see each other more during the week than we did this last week. I genuinely missed you guys. I mean, I say you at work, yeah, but I haven't seen Ryan except you, you came haven't over the seen me day at work over. in years. <laughs> you came over the day after the podcast. I genuinely missed you. Yeah, I know. How, I mean, how are things? Are uh, all the things things great? are good? So, guess what? What? So, uh, my brother and I are twenty years apart. It blows my mind, and I'm the older one. So, I am twenty seven. He's around eight years old. And this weekend, uh, my dad calls me up and he goes, hey, I'm going to have a sleepover for your brother and three of his friends. And my brother is just, he is the most wonderful human being. At your dad's house? At my dad's house. Oh boy. And he's like, you should come over, like, come hang out. Like there'll be pizza, you know, there'll be video games. I'm sure he'd love that. And we do that sort of stuff whenever I see him anyway. And I saw a side to this child I've never seen in my life. Usually he's like a sweet, nice kid, all this stuff. He decided to show me how tough he was. The second I see him, he's like punching me in the stomach. And like all the other kids are just mounting on top of me, just like beating me to a pulp. So what do I do in retaliation, Dave Daniels? You left? (laughs) (laughs) Well, eventually I did. You you know, I left at two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) These kids are nuts. That's crazy. That's stone cold, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But I beat them senseless. No. In Mario Kart. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All of our training that Dave and I have done, we have played Mario Kart many a nights together, just on his couch, hanging out. And it has come in handy because I whooped some butt. I'm okay. I'm not okay with you getting some extra practice. I feel like I've been beating you regularly lately, so I'm not happy about this. Your reign of terror is over. Okay. (laughs) I know that we're really excited to get into today's show. So we're talking about parks. This week, we're going to talk about parks with none other than Nicole Davis from DW60. Nicole... Welcome to the show. We are Thank so you. excited you're here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you and Jeff, your husband, do uh, within the Disney community. So our show is called DW60 or, or DW60's Press Row. And we have a weekly show and we just kind of go over park news, kind of what you need to know for your upcoming trip to Walt Disney World. Um, we cover a little bit of what's going on with the company or, you know, what's coming to Disney Plus, but things that you need to know or that a Disney fan needs to know. Um, and so our show airs um, Friday morning on a 24-7-365 Disney Parks music radio station called Sorcerer Radio. Um, and Sorcerer Radio has been on the air for 20 years this month. And our show, or my husband started the show, and it was this year is 15 years since the show started. Wow. So we have kind of been in this Disney podcast space for a long time. Mm. Um, and it's been so much fun to watch it evolve. So we love new podcasts and we love seeing new people come into the community. And so Matthew asked me to come on the show. I was like, heck yeah, more chances to talk about Disney. I'm, I'm all for it. Well, feel free to 
point fingers and laugh with all of your experience. We are uh, a solid five and a quarter shows deep right now. So we're doing really good. Yes. <laughs> we are really pumped to have you on. I, I think Matthew introduced me to Sorcerer Radio like, I don't know, early on in our friendship. How long have we known each other? Five years. Yeah. And yeah. then it was like I downloaded the little web app for, I think you guys have an app now, right? Or Sorcerer Radio has an app yeah. now. Yeah. That was way back when it was like, hey, save to home screen. And I would just listen until I could hear um, illuminations. And then I would just play it. <laughs> so I listened a lot. It didn't take very long, I'm sure. <laughs> um, one thing that I love about Sorcerer Radio, you know, I've been listening for a long time. I've actually, I listened to, I mean, I've probably been listening to Jeff for probably three or four years now. Um, and it wasn't until a couple of years ago that you and I met on Facebook and I had no clue. Like you were a part of the show and I was like, Oh snap, this is, this is Jeff's fiance at the time. He was like, Oh my God, you're Nicole. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like it was two weeks prior that they had gotten engaged and I had heard the whole story on the, on the show. And it was so crazy. Wait a second. I think I'm putting the pieces together. You may have told me this, but, when we went to Paris and you got the like his and her like is that, that was them? for them yeah, yeah. That was for how wedding. cool is that nice I was in the store when yeah. he bought them or at least when he, he showed used, them to me um those bride and groom Mickey pens to sign our um, marriage license when we got married in Disney Springs yeah super fun I love it yeah well um what gets you excited about going to the Walt Disney World Resort I love. So what, what makes Jeff and I's show fun to listen to is our introduction to Disney and the way we've like grown up around Disney has been totally different. So his first trip to Walt Disney World was when he was 10 years old and he's only been to Disney World and like grown up like heavy into it growing, going at least once a year, if not more. I never went to Walt Disney World until after I graduated high school. So I grew up going to Disneyland. I'm from up near Seattle, so it's a lot closer for us to go to Disneyland. Um, so it wasn't until after I graduated high school, I went down to visit Florida, and we went to the parks for like three days. And then like two or three years later, I moved to Florida. And as soon as I had my Florida driver's license, I drove directly from the DMV to the Ticket and Transportation Center and bought my <laughs> annual pass. Like nice. as soon as I could. I had literally been in the park in my life three days. And about my annual pass. I was like, this is it. Like, this is it. And so we have just this different, like, he talks about, you know, oh, when I was a kid and we did this and, you know, Horizons is my favorite attraction and all. And I was like, I've never, like, I've never experienced that. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. there's so much that, that is nostalgic to people. Um, but so I kind of have view the park through a different set of eyes. Stuff is still new to me. Um, and it's just always changing and always growing. And there's always something new. Even we go probably three or four times a year and there's always a new attraction open. There's always a new restaurant. There's something to eat, something to see, something to buy. Like it is ever evolving and it makes it a new trip every time we go. Well, now that we know a little bit about you, we're going to hop into parks and some news and some stuff that's going on this week. Oh, wait, I thought we were really hopping into the parks. I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. 
Um, so this week was kind of quiet when it came to Disney news. So there's not a ton to talk about, but there is something we missed last week. Festival of the Lion King is coming back this summer. Um, That's all it said. It didn't say, it didn't say late what? summer, oh, early okay. summer. Okay. It just said summer. So it's proud of them for leaving it vague because they need to because yeah. things change. Yep. So. Oh, yeah. Like space 220. Like when? It says <laughs> it has so many things. They're just they've learned. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, so I know you guys, are, because we had such a busy show last week, we weren't able to talk about this. And I know you guys covered it in your last episode, at least that I listened to. Maybe you've released another one since then. So this isn't the newest news, like Matthew said, but like this is this is good to hear. Now, what made me laugh is, of course, Disney announces something fun and exciting, and then they talk a little bit about it, that it'll be, air quotes, edited. And then, of course, here they all come, all the trolls, all the haters. And I'm like, like I don't understand how people can't be used to this yet. We're almost a year into this pandemic. How are people not used to things coming back differently? So, like, I just bring that up to see, like, really, people? Like, this is jobs. You've got people coming back who were, hopefully, this is a lot of returning cast members that were a part of this show. And I love that they're, they brought them back early enough to reimagine pieces of the show and how to make it happen in a safe environment. Well, people are complaining about, you know, having to sit distance from people and have an altered show and, and take space in line. And it's like, are you not doing this in your everyday lives anyways? Like this is normal now. Like this is just how we're like living right now. And if you want things to come back, this is how it's going to have to be. Yeah. Um, I have faith that it will be a lot of the original cast members. I know with the um, equity union, um, part of the agreement was that if things came back within two years of them being let go, that they had to offer the positions to the original performers before they could give it to anyone else. So I know that, or I have faith that they will all be offered their positions, but we'll see you know, who takes it and who comes back. I know I'm excited. I've always liked this show. Um, I didn't. I didn't like this show when I was a kid because, uh, as an introverted child, I was always afraid they were gonna come up and pick me to come, <laughs> like walk on the ground in front of everybody, and it just. Nope. I would have paid money to see that. And, and then you have my child who like they came and grabbed a couple of kids and we were on the end and she just went. <laughs> she didn't get selected. <laughs> she just went and they were like, oh, okay, honey. So uh, the difference between Matthew and my children. I wish my children were more like you. I think you're awesome. Oh, no, I am the extroverted. It was like, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> like that is me. I love to be the center of attention <laughs> and that has not changed. Love it. So it's going to be, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see what it looks like to me. Like I know this is not the most relevant way to bring up this thing, but I always think back to Marty Skyler sky Sklar. Thank you. Um, <laughs> saying it's not, it's a theme park. It's not a museum. And so I personally am excited to go back and see this show and it be a little different. Like I'm excited to see like, how will they have changed it? What will be different? Because I think when you, take something as amazing as that show is and then you have to reimagine it a little bit and who better would you rather have than disney imagineers rethinking and retooling how they need to do this show during these you know times that we're living in i personally can't wait it'll be something new and different to look at but still have that same feel 
I'm uh, I'm always ready for, you know, when things change and you can say, I saw it this way. I saw it when it was there for that little bit of time. I saw Epcot forever when it was there for a couple months, you know, mm-hmm. and these will be things that in 30 years you can say when it reopened and it was like this or, you know, what if they keep something from this reimagined part going forward? You're like, I was here or I saw it when that started. You know, I know where that came from. Yeah. And, um, it's just it'll, it's just that one more thing to uh, add to our Disney uh, repertoire. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it'll be great no matter what it is. At least something's coming back. They brought some cast members back and potentially some new ones. And there's just a lot of talent in that show. Not to say that our other cast members that are doing shows aren't talented, but it's a little different when you have singing and acrobatics and acting. Is a, is a lot going on in that show. So I'm. I'm super excited. Shifting over to Disney Springs, um, the M&M store opened this week. Yay! It looks huge. I mean, rightfully so, everything at Disney Springs is giant. But uh, I just saw somebody do a Facebook Live through there the day that opened. I was like, wow, there's a lot more stuff than just M&Ms. What what do you think this will feel like going in? I mean, because there's one in, in there, one in New York. Yeah. Time. Did I say the New York Times? There's one in the New York Times. Also (laughs) Times Square. (laughs) There's one in Vegas, I think. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, There's another one in Vegas. Yeah. I think one thing I'm really excited for um, that I was looking at was they have the ability to make custom M&Ms. And that's something you can do, like, online. But, like, there's a bunch of different ones. They have, you know, the... Uh, Cinderella Castle, they have uh, Tower of Terror, they have Spaceship Earth. One I'm really excited for is they have Figment. You know, it's just like, that's what gets me really excited about this place, even though there's so much more and M&M's merch. I mean, come on. It's awesome. That that wall of M&M's, though, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't look at that and just want to run and open up every one of them and just have them just <laughs> spilling out all over the place. It's so Which visually is, pleasing. I'm sure at this point in time, no one's allowed to touch that dealing with, you know, pandemic times. But I just look at that and I'm like, ooh, let's put that all over the floor. <laughs> I like the, uh, the M&M guys, the yellow and the red M&M mm-hmm. guys, and they have little Mickey ear hats on them. <sighs> I'm like, you're never going to find that anywhere else. No, you know stuff like that that you can't get anywhere else that makes that so unique. I was trying to remember what was there before. It was fit to run. It was a the surf shop. Yeah, our 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 next yep. to Splitsville. Yes, which they have great food. Yeah, I can't remember it. Um, I know the running store fit to run was there. There was something else, but yeah, I was like it took over two at least two stores. Yeah, Ron John. Yes, Gosh, I couldn't. Ron John. Until I that's it what out. it was. Ron Johnson. Yeah, and then that moved um, near the escalator. Well, sweet. Well, uh, now that there's a new store open, you would probably want to use a lovely new annual pass holder discount. Say what? What? Thirty percent. Thirty percent off of merchandise using your annual pass. Uh, from February 2nd to March 2nd, that will be very, very nice. 
Okay, so it's on select merchandise will be 30% off. And again, like Matthew said, February 2nd, which for us was yesterday until March 2nd. So a full month. And it's only Disney owned and operated properties. So those are some important things to know. Like it's you can't go get 30% off at your Disney store at your mall. And then the other thing to talk about is it's also for DVC members. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I mean, you're a DVC member and a pass holder, but mm -hmm. if you didn't, if you're DVC and just DVC, you can take advantage of this as well. Mm -hmm. So pretty fun. Good news. Uh, Ryan, I don't think there's any more news. How, how bummed out are you about that? <laughs> you can see the smile on my face. Can't oh you? My gosh. Pause. That might've been our fastest news. It was our best section. news ever. Best yes. news ever. Short and sweet. So we had a question this week. Is this where we're jumping in with our question? Yeah. Okay. Our question is from Audrey. She says, any guesses on when nighttime shows will be back? Or, and also, any thoughts on what will be replacing Rivers of Light? And why did they cancel such an amazing show? I want to start with that. Okay. A Audrey is my friend. We grew up together, gosh, most of our young adolescent life. So it was so cool to, to hear from her. Firstly, I, Audrey, I think you and I are one of seven other people that liked Rivers of Light. <laughs> I loved that show. And they built this whole, I mean, amphitheater around it. What does yeah. it hold about 5,000 people? And then they canceled it. I mean, I get it. it. It wasn't a successful show. It was gorgeous. If you didn't get to see it, look it up on YouTube. It really was beautiful. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised that it's, not coming back so much so that like it appears a couple weeks ago, I saw that some people had taken some pictures of them backstage and like, they were like cut open. Now I don't know if they really were. I don't know if that was oh, maybe just yeah. how they opened them to get the lighting and the instrumentation that makes those things work. It could have mm -hmm. been just that, but it was probably daunting to see like, Oh my gosh, it's a giant hole cut in the side <laughs> of the owl. <laughs> but I, Audrey, I'm with you. I loved this show. Like every time I went, I would do like at Tiffin's or something to get like to sit in the premiere section. I don't know any of these cool names anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I would always do that. So I would have a, a good seat. So what do we think is going to replace it? I have no idea. Whatever it is, it has to do with an intellectual property. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> Nicole, what do you think? Do you have any beads out on this? So I never got to see rivers of light. Same. We tried to watch it multiple times, and each time it'd get canceled. Oh, so, no. Fun fact. Not, it's been canceled. I have not seen it. <laughs> or, yeah, it had been, like, for weather or whatever. Um, I did see this week that there was a permit filed for some work on the Rivers of Light Amphitheater. Um, I don't know what that means cushion seats the future of the show if it might be coming back sooner than we think or another show is coming back there sooner than we think um, i don't know i in my personal opinion think that the first show like nighttime spectacular that's going to come back is going to be fantastic i <gasps> agree you stole my answer <laughs> i think that that um like seating arrangement is the most conducive to physical distancing. Yeah. Um, and they were already doing multiple shows a night sometimes. So uh, the only thing that is 
stopping me from like going full force with that is that it's drained right now. Right. I mean, the, I know know my, my dad has a pool and there's any, like if there's anything you need to know about like sitting water is you'll have like mosquitoes and mold and everything will start to grow in it. So it makes sense that it's drained, but at the same time, Maybe they're refurbishing stuff too. I don't know. It's just so up in the air right now. Well, Nicole, I think you hit the if nail there on the head. Work that needed to be done, anything right now. This is the time. Yeah. Um, like especially Disneyland, where everything's closed. Like, please paint everything, refurbish <laughs> right. everything right yes. now. I I hope by the time Disneyland opens, I hope Haunted Mansion will be completed because they surprised everybody and with uh snow white's enchanted wish which what did i say it was the it was the gift no one asked for yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what i mean that's a, that's a cool ride but i was like wow yeah. of all the things okay so yeah i think you nailed it and and there's the, there's a I, was gonna say, I think the jungle cruise too will be open in disneyland too when it reopens yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's my guess and i have a good feeling it'll make some people mad because they're like it won't i didn't get to see it one more time what did you do <laughs> watch it on youtube <laughs> so there's a couple of things about uh hollywood studios and phantasmic that i think makes sense right i mean so you're talking 35 percent. is that where we're at 35 percent capacity is that where we're at right now yeah i mean so what is that in that park Twenty thousand people and then by the time it gets dark uh, we're not there right and then i think that's st- that uh amphitheater is big enough well it holds ten thousand people so if you socially distance the way i would socially distance you could fill it up halfway the way disney will do it it'll probably be 3500 4000 people would be my guess probably closer to 3500 and and then the show like it's it's so conducive anyway the show by itself is physically distanced like you you can't get anywhere near anybody who's in the show so that that's a win i think that's a park that needs it right now more than probably any other park. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that's, that's going to happen first. And then uh, I think uh, my guess is going to be harmonious is next. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense for harmonious to come uh, like to start, you know, cause world showcase is so large and there's so much room there. I feel like they said summer. Is that right, Nicole? Did you hear that, like, with Harmonious? Originally, yeah. Well, and the, the other part with, with Fantasmic and Harmonious, too, is they need something at night to help the mass exodus of people leaving. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for people to stay in the park. And so when it closes, everyone is leaving. So, you know, if you have, say, the park, say Hollywood Studios closes at nine if you have the last phantasmic showing at nine people who aren't viewing the show leave and then 30 minutes later when the show's over then you have another couple of thousand people leaving and it just um you know the wait for the skyliner the wait for the buses however you're getting out of the park it it helps distance that too yeah the same with epcot you have people leaving out the front on the well not the monorail right now but you know, to the buses and the in the cars, and then out the back entrance, um, to the boardwalk and the skyliner, and it would help. It would help them, you know, dissipate these people 
better. Yeah, they need waves. I think they need to bring something back. I, I agree. Speaking of Epcot and Harmonious, I, I saw a picture on social media because they've added, how many are in the water now? There's going to be five total, right? Yeah. Of their lighting. Yeah, the, there, there's three. Apparently, some places that you stand, if you take a picture, <laughs> these ugly giant black led boards are actually larger than some of the nations <laughs> in the background oh, no. so they're they're not they're going to be unattractive but at night they'll disappear i mean that is the the win but when i saw the pictures i was like oh my gosh that looks bigger than the american pavilion <laughs> oh no i'm very curious to see how it the reminds f- me of the- oh, oh go sorry. you got it it reminds yeah. me of um California Adventure with all the ugly pipes sticking out of the water. Yeah. Yes. At least this will have a fountain. Like that, they don't even try. Like it's just straight pipes sticking out of the water in the middle of the park. Yeah. I, I was I was about to say I'm really curious to see how that fountain is going to look because, I mean, I liked the concept art. We'll, we'll see if it looks anything like the concept art. So, I don't know. You mean harmonious? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the show is going to be phenomenal. I mean, uh, Illumination Illuminations is still my favorite, will always be my favorite, but it's not yeah. a museum. It's not a museum, so I'm okay with moving on. And I, I I like that, you know, well, let me back up. So let's let's think about Wishes. Like, I loved Wishes, and yeah. I was very anti-Happily uh, Ever After. And when I saw it, I was like, okay, Denny, okay, I see what you did. And so I loved it. And I know that with the Imagineers and the technology that Disney has at their disposal, I know that they're going to push the limits of what they can do. (laughs) Let's be honest, floating in water. And so I'm excited to see what they do, especially because the fill in show, what was the fill in show that followed forever? No, wait. Yeah. I think it was, that was Nama jam. Yeah. I didn't love it. I was just going to say it was not like spectacular. Yeah. But it was cool to see them test things. So you had the kites and you had the fire and they used the lasers in different ways. And I think that was the whole point of the show. Like, yes, it filled in the spots, but one, they got to put things into practice. And two, they got to see how people reacted to it. I, it was like twofold. I've got one question. What's up with Disney? ending their nighttime spectaculars with a whole new world because they did it. They did it with Epcot forever. I don't know if very many, many people have paid attention to this, but they did it. They do it on uh, world of color. It ends with a whole new world. It's so it weird. Not fit in Epcot. No, no, no. Yeah. That was, no. I got halfway through this and I'm like, what, what, what does Epcot have to do with the little mermaid and, like there was all these things that didn't feel like they fit in that park. I have a good feeling we're going to be asking that question more often with Harmonious because Ugh. it's straight IPs. So we'll find out. I got out. irrationally upset when they put the IPs in Epcot Forever. I was like, no, this is the beginning. But yeah. So far, so good. But I was like, no. I mean, well, now with the Morocco Pavilion being taken over by Disney, yeah. Are we going to see Aladdin? Like, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe it would make sense. I mean, that's it's IP everything, right? Yeah, 
That sounds kind of gross. Not but. IP. Oh, Matthew. Okay, so spell I cup. Boys. <laughs> thank you for being on the spell show it. and bringing some beauty to this nonsense that we're having. Uh, now it just makes sense that we have to talk about Magic Kingdom and anything nighttime there. I, I, we're nowhere close to that, right? There's no way the hub is not conducive to doing anything more than what they're doing with their air quotes again surprise cavalcades and over they did what they did over Christmas with their little firework explosions i just can't see anywhere in the near future i don't see it happening in 2021 let's just put a hard date on it Dang. yeah um i don't just really depend on how the how the pandemic goes you know how if they increase capacity if we're able to you know enjoy the parks without masks and and how it goes but yeah i think 2021 would be a stretch yeah, I mean, there's that. I I also, one thing that I really have to wonder, because this is after, um, it, it we're likely not going to see a nighttime spectacular before the 50th. Have we seen our last show of Happily Ever After? I love this idea. <laughs> but didn't, <laughs> didn't Wishes run for 817 years? I think you're having more faith in Disney than... Well, I mean, I guess with the projection mapping, it's easy to change. Well, and Disneyland had a new show for the 60th, right? Right. So, I I mean, at least there would be a new show for the year of the 60th, at at least. Yeah. I like where your heads are at. Yeah, because, you know, I I just don't know. None of us know. I mean, why (laughs) why were they testing fireworks? They tested fireworks twice in the last, like, two months. Yes. Exactly. And, I mean, it's not like they're testing for happily ever after because why would they need to test for happily ever after? They were testing perimeter fireworks for the first time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, was was that leading everybody to think they were going to do something for New Year's Eve? Oh, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. people were like, maybe they're just going to surprise us and do it and not tell anyone. I'm like, mm, I don't think it works that way. Oh my gosh, yeah. Did you see all the like YouTubers and they're waiting? <laughs> yes. And they all booked rooms around the Montreal Resort. Just Guess what, honey? Like, oh, nothing happened. They're like five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Uh, Our friend Mike get out of the park in the parks until midnight. We're like nothing's happening. Oh, they were open till midnight. They were open till well, eleven. They closed at eleven, and but yeah, you know, they they let you stay around, mm-hmm. and so people like waited in the park. Yeah, there's until midnight, no way. They're like. Nothing's happening. You can leave now. Like we're ready to go home. I would have given it a 20% chance if the parks would have closed at nine and everybody was out by 10. Maybe mm. I'd give you a 20% yeah, if chance. There was, oh yeah. But then if you're not staying in a monorail resort, how mad would you be? If you couldn't see it. <sighs> Driving away in your, in your, in your rear view, you're like, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Audrey, great question. Thanks for sending us that. Please. We like these questions that we're getting. That's a couple of weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, what are some, Ryan, how, how can people send us questions? I don't yeah. even know. You know, one of the best ways is just to send us a message on your social media platform of choice. Uh, mine happens to be Instagram. Yeah. And that's predominantly where we're seeing these messages, just Instagram messages. Just go to, uh, you know, another Disney podcast.com and you'll see everything you want to see there in the connect with us, the contact us portion of our website. So good. Yes, please. We'll do our best to answer them. Maybe somebody will send us one that will stump us. 
I have one more thing. I actually have one more question for Nicole. Nicole, this is a uh, typical segment that you guys have at the top of your show. We're talking about nighttime uh, entertainment. How many days has it been since there has been an official parade at a nighttime parade oh, no. in the Magic Kingdom? Oh, no. Are you ready? It's I'm a ready. Lot. I'm ready. It's been, it's been 1,577 days Smooth. since there was a nighttime parade in the Magic Kingdom. That is tragic. Oh, my Lanta. That's a long time. So we thought there was going to be an announcement at D23. We thought we might get one for the 50th, and it's been radio silence. Disney radio silence. I saw what you did there. (laughs) 1,500 days. Isn't that crazy? Like, to wrap your head around, you're like, oh, okay, like 1,500 days. And you're like, there's only 356 days in a year. Like, or 365. (laughs) 365 days in a year. Math, who cares? And you're like, 1,500. I mean, years since we had a parade. And you, there used to be, you know, at least one parade every night. Last time I saw uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, I was a, a freshman in high school. Oh, so last week. Yeah. Ooh, cool. There it is. <laughs> I can't, well, I'm not making any age it, jokes. When it, ended, when it ended, we were like, well, we don't want to be there for the last show. We'll go down when they start the new parade we want to be there for the first night of the new parade and it's like well now that has never happened no <laughs> well spoiled plans like the annual passes we canceled our annual passes to pay for our wedding or like because we were gonna have to pay for our wedding and like after the wedding we'll get annual passes never in a million years did we think you would not be able to buy annual passes like <sighs> dang dang so Disney. the worst spoiling all my plans Dang. Well, Nicole, we are so happy that you came on the show today. Yes, thank now, you. Now, tell us, where can people find you on, uh, let's start with podcast providers. Where where can people find you on, uh, on there? Pretty much anywhere that you can listen or stream music or stream podcasts, you can find us. You can look up DW60's Press Row Podcast. Um, that's my husband and I's weekly Disney um, news podcast um and it's it is set up my husband's background is in radio like broadcast radio and so our show is set up kind of like you know morning talk show like you'd hear on your fm dial um and so it's very lighthearted. Uh, we do a lot of discussions we um you know sing people happy birthday we do all kinds of fun and um, crazy stuff it also airs friday mornings on sorcerer radio and um, it's a good way to get your Friday started, play a lot of upbeat Disney parks music, anything that you hear in the parks, background loops, ride throughs, parades, resort music, anything that you hear when you're there, you'll hear on Sorcerer Radio. Spa Day is always on in our house. Spa Day or Atmospheres, like those are our favorites in our house. And I always drive That's to work with Atmospheres. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right, where you can people... Have a news station. Yes. Oh, that's right. Have. There is another we have a new station coming February 16th, which is the 20th anniversary of Sorcerer Radio, and it's called Rope Drop, and it's going to be all um, ride-throughs, parades, shows, fireworks, nighttime spectaculars. It's going to be a whole station of just that. It feels like 
you know, you're, you have an unlimited fast pass for the day. My mind in, I mean, immediately went to welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> that is my favorite show of all time. My mom used to sing that song every morning. And every time I saw the, saw the show, I'd cry. And I was so upset when they got rid of it. It's like irrational. <laughs> Rest in peace. Because they don't do it. Makes me so sad. All right. Where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find us on Facebook, CW60 Press Row Facebook page. You can find us on um, Instagram at DW60 Press Row. Um, we're in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. That's our Facebook group for the station. And um, then we have a Sorcerer Radio Discord page as well. Um, Discord has been a lot of fun. That's new for us that we started kind of during the pandemic. Um, the station started with a chat, like a chat board, like messenger group. Um, and so Discord's kind of going back to that. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, every once in a while we get on Twitter at DW underscore 60 and then if you'd like to get in touch with us send us an email it's DW60 at srsounds.com Awesome well Nicole thank you again so much it has been such a pleasure to have you on this was so much fun thank you thank you for having me I was, I was just some we'll have to do this again yes, yes I love it can't wait Man, there is nothing like trips to the park and all of the memories that come along with it. Seeing that castle for the first time, walking down Main Street, the sounds of music, laughter, rides in the background, oh, that Mickey bar or Dole Whip, and of course, the smells. Have you ever wanted to just bottle those up and bring them home? Me too. So we have partnered with ParkSense. ParkSense.com lets you relive the adventure. With scents like pineapple treat so you can dream of that Dole Whip, or Flume from Pirates, my personal favorite. And of course, Poly Lobby, which takes you right into the Polynesian Lobby. There's also Fiji Splash as you soar over your favorite island or reminisce with the classic scene over the orange groves in Soren with oranges. There are so many to choose from. You can choose candles, wax melts, oils, room sprays. They even have a monthly or quarterly subscription. So... What's in it for you? Well, head on over to parksense.com and pick out your favorite scents and use our promo code DISPOD20. That's D-I-S-P-O-D-20 for 20% off your entire order. Oh, and any order over $50 will also receive free shipping. What better way to keep the parks alive at home in between visits than with your favorite scents from ParkSense? You know what it is? That I smell? What it is. It doesn't matter because it's not oranges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We are. I hate my life. We are uh, burning Walt's office, literally. No. We, we talked about not saying that. <laughs> no, I can't help it. We got to. Oh, it smells so good like vanilla and tobacco. It is. It's a very like manly library. Uh, my mind immediately goes to. Ron Burgundy, yes, Anchorman. I've, I have many leather-bound books. See, you can read my mind. I can. So I can say like oranges however I want to. Yikes. Speaking of things on fire. WandaVision. WandaVision is starting to get fire for me. Congratulations on hitting the right button this time, Dave. Whew. This is, Kill them. Guys, this is my last show. I've really enjoyed the shows that we've done together, but this will be it for me. I, I'm I'm just saying good riddance at this point. <laughs> we do this in your house, but good riddance. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of talk of the Dave and Matthew show, but I don't know. 
Ryan and Matthew show is starting to sound nice. I can't hit the right buttons. I'm 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 unreliable. We'd at least be in the same age bracket. That's true. There it is. So I have to ask you two, what did you think of that last episode? There's there's a lot to unpack. Brosifs. I have some serious issues with that last episode. There are more than Brosifs. There was no I'm talking to you guys. There was no sitcom. None. Oh, we have to figure out how it works into the real world somehow, dude. I'm just so man. This was like the perfect beginning to how I saw this series going. I'm so excited. Okay, you want to know my thoughts? I do. Okay, there's nothing like coming back from the dead and going to work and your key card not working. Like that's how messed up is that? <laughs> Didn't they know? Oh, that was intentional. So yeah. there's a bunch of stuff. You know what's interesting is the internet is talking about, remember how, so the episode starts with basically we see Monica, right? And we've mentioned in past episodes, we have only seen that character in the form of a little girl from the movie Captain Marvel. And uh, Carol Danvers, who is the character, uh, Captain Marvel herself, called Monica uh, Captain or Agent or something. She called her like Captain Trouble or something like that, Lieutenant Trouble, and when you watch this episode start, you just hear like this, and you hear these voiceovers start to happen. That, a sound effect? Uh, that should be a sound effect. <laughs> so you hear these voiceovers and you hear these things that we haven't heard and things aren't making sense. And then you see uh, basically like from the dust and ashes form Monica's face. And we hear that Lieutenant Trouble. So that was directly from ah. Captain Marvel. The other lines, which if you watch with subtitles, which I don't understand why Dave doesn't watch with subtitles. Like I said, last episode, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Hold on. Real, real quick. Uh, I have so many questions. Um, did her key card disappear with her or like, did it just like reappear when she reappeared? It was probably at her house or apartment, right? But was her house or apartment vacant for three years? So this phenomenon, which we've talked about in past episodes is known as the blip. So I didn't want to say it, but okay. What did you not want to say? The blip. blip? That's just a really funny word to me. It's it's not going away, I think, and I think mm. it's going to be here for quite some time. I mean, it's an official term now. I just kind of, I mean, I love it, but at the same time, <laughs> it's just such a weird word. <laughs> okay, I, I want to talk about that as as the only idiot in the world who hasn't seen Thanos snap his fingers. Yeah, you haven't seen Infinity War right. or Endgame. And then knowing what the blip is, that was the first time that we saw the chaos of what it looked like. Cause in our minds, we were all like, Oh, the blip, they brought everybody back and how great that is. That did not seem great. Like that was chaotic. Like chaos, and, yeah. Yes. And out of control. So that was an interesting way for them to choose you, us, the audience to see that. It's funny because the Russo brothers who directed infinity war Endgame, uh, captain, uh, America, civil war directed, uh, the captain America and the winter soldier, uh, they were even interviewed and they're like, no, it's a peaceful comeback. Everybody's just fine. Everybody's Zen, you know, and it is not that, which I, I like that to me. That's more realistic. Like, would you imagine you're just working and then all of a sudden like 20 million people just start like forming in your place of work out of nowhere. Be it was wild that they chose a hospital for that too. Cause that like, what 
crazier place for that to happen. And then for her to come back, I don't really know the story about her mom that much other than I've seen Captain Marvel. We don't either. Oh, okay. Well, but we know that she died in the, did she die in the snap or no? So basically from what that hospital scene led us to believe is that her mother died of cancer. So there was a dialogue like, oh, wait, my mom said she was going through surgery. And they're like, oh, you don't know. Like your mom's been dead for two years, but the snap happened five years ago. So like, you know, she gets snapped away and then mom just dies and she has no idea. So she's coming back to a dead, dead mom, which didn't happen from the snap, which means she doesn't get reunited with her mom. Yeah. I was, yeah. And so we come to find out that uh, Monica's mother, I can't even remember her name at this point. Uh but that character was the founder of what we've been seeing a lot of sword. Mm. And so there's some funny things going on in this sword little place. The, the badge doesn't work. And then we meet a gentleman by the name of Tyler Hayward. And he seems like trouble. I uh, thank you. I was like, are we going to go with gentlemen? Uh, my, uh, the jury's out on that guy. Yeah. Do you want to know something that I saw? Yes. When they go into his office, when they're sitting down, he's got a bunch of diplomas on the wall and they're in the form of a hexagon. Yeah. We saw that video too, Ryan. But there's something going on there. You're supposed to act like you haven't seen it. (laughs) I'm taking you into my world. No, I like it. I like that. I think that there's definitely something there. But there may not be, or they could have put that Easter egg just to pick, just to pick on us, right? Right. Which Disney is known to do. Well, it's what I find very interesting. Like I definitely feel like he has something to do with this because, yeah, they're in the shape of a hexagon, but they have also acknowledged the hexagon within the show. Right. Yeah. So the uh, the perimeter around the town is a hexagon. Oh, interesting. They they were showing that in the little bits and notes. Um, I, I think that it's funny how we see that Monica's mom, again, is the founder of S.W.O.R.D. And it reminds me a lot of how uh, Peggy Carter founded S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. You know, she's known as that. And then she has her little uh, niece, which seems like Cap has just taken, you know, everyone from that family and just uh, making out with them. But you can see a parallel there. Yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> yeah. So when we meet James Ewu, Randall Park, Asian Jim, uh, we meet him and he does a very specific thing to identify himself. He immediately does a sleight of hand magic trick to reveal his card. So David, this is in reference to a movie that you have not seen, which is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. So Ant-Man and the Wasp. He was teaching him magic or something, right? He was or teaching him magic. magic. Exactly. He's like, how did you do it, Scott? Because they thought that he was on house arrest, Ant-Man was, and they thought he escaped. And they're like, how would you do it, man? He's like, what? The magic. And he's seen throughout the movie. Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp, so in context for you, takes place literally up to the minute of the snap. Okay? okay. So at the very, very last second of Ant-Man it and was, the Wasp, it was the post credit scene, wasn't it? Was it was the post credit scene. Yeah. They're like running some test on some new adventure they're going to do, and then half of them are gone. Peace I, out, home skillet. I couldn't remember. Was that before or after Infinity War? It was after Infinity okay, War okay, okay. in terms of when it came out yeah. as a movie. So before we get too deep, yes, I want to talk about 
Asian gem. Sorry. I, sure. I never can. What is his name in the show? Randall Park. Or in the show, his name is Jimmy Woo. Yes. Okay. Fun rat hole. I sent you guys this <laughs> over a text, but you didn't respond. Now that I hear you laughing, I say you did. Okay. So fun fact, if if you follow The Office or listen to our show at all, you've heard us mention Asian Jim almost every episode. Almost. Well, he's infamous. <laughs> here's what's funny. This past week, uh, Saturday Night Live debuted their 2021 season and John Krasinski was the host. And so I saw something on on Instagram or Twitter or somewhere that it said first one division, then NSL SNL. What a week for John Krasinski. And it had a picture of his name. Randall park, Randall, park. Randall park next to John Krasinski. So I just thought that was really funny. Peak great meme. Great week. I'm going to have to find a link of that to put it in the show notes. Cause it's so good. So good. So some other things that are so good. So we meet Darcy for the first time. So we saw a character like flipping through the TV channel. First time in the show. Right. Yeah. So we see a flipping through the channels. We see a woman's hand and we believe that to be Darcy. And now we know it is. So she has been a longtime friend of Jane Foster, Thor's love interest. And they were studying outer space way before this show ever came around. So that's how she kind of gets involved. And there are a couple of things that we notice here in terms of in-universe explanations. So she mentions this big science nerdy thing where she's detecting CMBR. So in real life, CMBR is the oldest magnetic radiation in the known universe, which does date all the way back to the Big Bang. Now... Cosmic radiation usually does come from the Big Bang, and also an in-universe explanation of the Big Bang is the Infinity Stones. So the Infinity Stones are at the center of this yet again. Again, we think it's the Mind Stone or the Stone in Vision's head, and it also creates that old-school TV static, CMBR. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, time out. She, she was his love interest, or... No, Thor. she was no, not. She was not. Oh, she was, okay, she was, sorry. I checked out there for a second. I was like, "Wait, the I mean, the cute nerdy girl was who Thor was." <laughs> sorry. Well, I, it, it actually comes at a really convenient time for me because I, uh, it, if you've been following the show, I just restarted like a binge on all of the MCU movies, and I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I would have remembered Darcy, so I'm really glad I started watching him because right before this episode, I just finished Thor: The Dark World. And so it was just perfect eh. time. Yeah. Oh, so bad. Eh. Probably the worst MCU movie there is. It's, Worse than the Hulk? Yeah. I, I enjoyed no it. No way. I just don't like the Thor movies at all. I haven't seen Ragnarok yet, so I Ragnarok can't speak to that. Ragnarok will change Thor for you. Okay, I great. Promise. That's great news for me. Anyway, continue, Ryan. Yeah, for sure. So uh, when Monica gets in touch with, uh, you know, homeboy in charge of S.W.O.R.D., uh, they're walking around the base or whatever they are, the facility, and they, they're just talking and talking and talking. And they're talking about an astronaut training program. Ooh. Do you know where mean? my mind is going with that? Nope. Or did you forget this part? So we think this is in reference to the Fantastic Four, which Marvel <laughs> is supposed to announce. Or, or they have announced that it's coming, but... I love that franchise. Really? I've never watched a single Fantastic Four movie. They've all, really? they've all, from what I've heard, been just terrible flops. You want to know something crazy that you might not know? What? I, I don't even know his name, but the Flame On guy? Yeah. Do you know who that actor is? 
Isn't it Chris Evans? It's Chris Evans. It's <laughs> Captain America before the Marvel Cinematic yep. Universe. Well, how's that going to play out? <laughs> they, did, they didn't even look like each other, in my opinion. So they, it talks about from Wikipedia directly, uh, when you go and look up Fantastic Four, it says the four individuals traditionally associated with the Fantastic Four gained their superpowers after exposure to, this is from Wikipedia, <gasps> cosmic rays uh, during a scientific mission s- to outer space. Stop it. Cosmic rays? Starlight Cafe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. CMBR. Disney World joke for Ryan. This is Ryan Vision, just so you know. I'm reeling it back in. Uh, so again, we talked about how the town's perimeter is a hexagon. Uh, you know, we talk about how Wanda, her character is Scarlet Witch. And so there's even reference to hexagon, you know, like witchcraft throwing a hex. So there could be some play on word to okay. that too going on. Uh, you know, Jimmy Woo has a big whiteboard also in his little episode. Okay, so he's writing down all this sorts of stuff and he writes on it something interesting. He writes down like, who could be responsible for this? You know, who who is at fault? And he writes down scrolls might be at fault for this. Now, do you remember what the scrolls are, David? You would know this potentially. No. They're the shape-shifting weirdos from Captain Marvel. That's their oh, race. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, and they're friendly, Yes, we don't. Yes. We don't know. We, I doubt that they they're involved. Portrayed, they're just, but they're just writing down a bunch of stuff. More than anything, I just think that's a fun little reference. Um, so on the whiteboard, Jimmy uses um, basically these profiles, almost like how you would see in detective novels or whatever or detective movies, I should say. And he has pictures of people that they believe are in there and their real world identities. But you know what's interesting that I saw. Whoa. Not all of them had IDs? Not all of them had IDs. I, I knew what you were going to say. You did know. It's like you've read my notes. So there is one person that doesn't have an ID, and that's Agnes, the and next the, door neighbor. And the blonde lady that Ooh. crushed her, she's not on the... I don't think I saw her on the She's not on there yet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. So I don't know what's going to happen, man. Uh, so when they're watching from the outside, too, uh, you know how when... Wanda really, really experiences something she doesn't like. She'll basically just edit you out. No. That's what she says. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So basically we don't see the thing before the edit that causes her to edit it. It just like flips when they're looking at it from the outside. Yeah. Fun little things. I don't know what's happening here. So all that to say, that's what I see and what I've read and looked at on the internet from the little cues of what's happening on episode four. I hear that before the season ends, we're going to have a monumental cameo. I hear that too. Who do you think it's going to be? Well, do we want to save that before like we predict? Cause I have a question for you all, which is where is this show going? So we're almost halfway through now. So this episode will get us coming up next week. will get us over the hump. I know I just asked you to speculate, but honestly, I don't really want to speculate because it's so... I have an idea. It's so mysterious. So I don't know. My idea is probably wrong. I, I know I know where we're going. We're going back to the sitcoms, right? Like you said, we had to pop out and see how it was affecting the real world what they were doing about it. And so 
we know we know there's a Halloween episode coming because he gets to dress up. We've seen a trailer with him dressed up outside. So we have three, possibly four decades left to go. We've got the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and potentially the 2010s. I'm just ready for it to be like Modern Family. I'm very excited. Yeah, is that, that one of them? Fun. That is one of them, right? Yeah. yeah, so we saw earlier this week a trailer that Marvel put out, like a mid-season trailer, and it showed you know where it's going. Didn't have a whole lot. It had only two things that really stood out to me, and that was, number one, you saw vision outside of the perimeter. Like Wait, it was just what? a split second in that trailer. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. Well, I thought he was trying to step through. He was physically out. I look at that and interpret it as it's out because it has all those like spotlights at the top. Uh, oh, that's yeah. true. That's to true. me, that looked like it was outside of the world that Wanda has potentially created. Well, it has to make me wonder, is sword going to break the perimeter? You're right. Exactly. You know, well, they had whose vehicles were that? Like they're in that Sword. mid-season trailer. Like they're trying to ram through. Right. They don't really show if that giant truck makes it, but right, the hood got in. So we see that, and then we also see a bunch of sword agents outside of the perimeter, and we see almost like a figure is trying to come through it, and we just see their silhouette for like instant split second, and it could be multiple people. In a lot of ways, it almost looks like the figure has a cape or something, you know, dwindling past him. Like, uh, my immediate thought was, and I doubt that it would ever happen, but it almost looked like Thor, like a Thor silhouette. It could have been a Wanda Ah. silhouette, but I'll give you my honest thought on what the cameo has been. And I am always wrong at these things, so it's probably worth saying. Before we do that, (laughs) do we want to talk a little bit more about the episode? Before we give a what prediction. else do you guys want to say? Well, there's a there's something that I'd like to bring up. <laughs> I say this, devil's advocate, wink, wink. <laughs> we'll get there, but I think that they have been pushing the audience to believe that okay, Wanda's wicked and messed up right now, and we think that that's what's going to be leading into the Dr. Strange movie. And is she still going to be air quotes friendly? But now I'm not convinced that she's the evil mastermind behind all this anymore. Like I'm beginning to doubt like they definitely, which is odd because when that episode ended, I was like, Oh, like it was definitely a, we're not in Kansas anymore moment. Like the fun sitcom was going, you see like, What's happening? These obviously these people had New Jersey driver's licenses on the wall. They're real people. So this is legitimately messing with people's lives. But for some reason now I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that she's the evil mastermind running this anymore. Thoughts? There's also something else. So it takes place in New Jersey. And there's only been one other thing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has taken place in New Jersey. Do you all know what it is? Go ahead, David. Go ahead and say your silly joke. What What is that line from Hamilton? Everything is legal in New Jersey. <laughs> Sorry. New Jersey is oh, where Captain um, um, America um, that's did where his training. <laughs> Ryan, I think it's just going to be you on a show moving forward. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's Ryan Vision. So... <laughs> So it is 
there was a fort where Captain America did his army training in the original Captain America, and that's in New Jersey. They go back to it in the second Captain America. So could that be the base? I don't know. You know, they haven't really given us any other geographical clues other than east and west view. Uh, I... I wonder what is Tyler Hayward hiding? What is that guy hiding? There are some theories, you know, this might be a good thing to think about in terms of Disney as a company too. So there are tons and tons and tons of theories, especially when people look at the comic books apparently referenced to this show that reference a character that literally looks like the devil named Mephisto. And I keep seeing him left and right and left and right and left and right. I don't know if Disney is willing to stoop to that. I, yeah. I don't I don't think Disney wants to show a quote unquote satanic influence in in their stuff. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. They could they might not see it that way, but that's that's extreme to me for Disney. That's true. But we have to think, just for a second, playing devil's advocate here, uh-huh. <laughs> um, you literally go to hell on uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. Oh, sorry, heck. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so thinking about that, it would be... I like the fact that maybe they won't, and here's why. Here's why. I'm that. I'm of that opinion too. That they won't do it. I agree. No, I'm saying. I think that they want to lead everybody down a path, and then right. have that moment of <gasps> that nobody saw coming. That's what I think. Which and is the perfect setup because everybody online is talking about what you just that's said. It's funny that you say that you didn't see that coming because that's what her brother said right before he died. Wanda's brother. That was a big theme <gasps> in Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. You didn't see that coming. You didn't see that coming. You didn't I'm, see that coming. I'm just going to say, what if it is... Oh, what's his name? Hawkeye. No. Pietro. Pietro. What if it's him for so, like for some reason? Some vision's dead. Duh, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. Enough. So I I don't think we'll see this devil character. I really don't. I don't. But I do think that this Hayward dude, hey Wayward Hayward, he he is up to something. And and I think that he might have antagonized this from the start somehow. Again, I think Hydra is up to something too. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done movies on, you know, conspiracy, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, Hydra is infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, there's so many ways that that could come back again. Well, I mean, if Wanda is really not in charge of her, uh, in charge of what's going on, her reality right now is Hydra. But is she? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, we keep seeing these Hydra-based ads. Yeah. More than we see anything else. And well, I mean, I, we've only seen three. One Stark, two is Hydra. And I know the big speculation is that, like, that's her subconscious. Right. But maybe not. Maybe not. So, anything else you want to say about this episode, David? Well, I was going to say more on Wayward Hayward. There's a couple of things that 
the directors or the writing is definitely pointing us to. And, and one of them is she comes back. There's that witty banter back and forth between them two. Like he's like, you haven't aged a day. And then she says something snarky back to him because clearly she was on a path to be in his role. Right. That's, that's Mm -hmm. what they're leading to. But she comes back and the first place that he sends her was off to this. So that was clearly intentional. So that was the first moment where I was like, Hmm, he clearly, well, ah. not the first moment, but after watching the show, then you're like, okay, he knows, he knows more that like, why would she come back? And he could like, it's almost like we're going to send you to like some, we pulled over a car. Like it, it wasn't anything quote unquote major. So that's when, after I finished that episode, I was like, okay, that that's clearly intentional that he sent her there. And of course she <laughs> gets sucked right into the world and the rest is history. Well, that's a really good point because like, you would think, I'm sorry, this is getting way too real, but you would think that it would be like a conflict of interest because she does have a direct connection to the Avengers initiative. So. Yeah, but not to this Avenger. N- well, the Avengers initiative, yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. So. Okay. You were, you were going to talk about where you thought it was going. I want to know a different question. You can go there first, but. I have a different question. Why don't you ask yours first? Who do you think the superstar cameo is going to be? Do you have Do you have a thought of who you think it's going to be? Only one comes to mind that makes sense to me, which probably means it won't happen. Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner. I think about it in terms of this. He was the one who was like, you've mentioned this. You walk out that door. You're an Avenger. Yeah. He also is one of the only two people that really lost somebody very, very, very close to him that didn't come back, which is Black Widow. In fact, you see them at the end of Endgame and they're kind of having a moment where they're like, I like to think that they're they're looking down on us. You know, like they know what's going on. So if anybody understands the pain, it would be this character. I could see that. Also, I have a, I have a confession to make. Black Widow's death was the hardest one for me in Endgame. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just that that one sucked. Because also I was kind of expecting Iron Man. But she also had been like, with the franchise longer, you know, than Vision. Yeah. In terms of his character. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning, too, like, who do we have directing this show? A guy named, we haven't really talked about it much. Nobody has is a guy named Matt Shackman. If you look up his IMDB or his uh, Wikipedia, excuse me, he is known for directing episodes of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Fargo and game of Thrones. And I feel like we're in a mix of a little bit of all of those. (laughs) That's true. So I expect that there will be some big thing that we don't see coming. I, I think my theory will be proven wrong, but that's the only person that makes sense to me of showing up. Interesting. All right, to keep your streak alive and the thought of you never guessing how shows are going to end, give us your theory. Of how this show is going to go? I I don't know that I have all the pieces yet, but I think we're going to find out that Tyler Hayward has been stringing this entire thing along. I, I think we'll see, you know, this Agnes character also say that she's been working in it. That trailer that we were talking about, um, 
there's a little part in the trailer and maybe this is Disney throwing off, but she's like, do you want to do that again? And I think about all the edits and the rewinds, like, do you want to rewind and do that one more time? Do you want another crack at that? Interesting. Yeah. She could very well be at play there. Do you think, mm, do you think she is actually conscious of what's going on yes. around her? You think she is? Yes, I think she yeah, is. Yeah, because not she of the stopped world. the guy who had the like hedgers that was cutting through the wall. He, she was like, no, don't. So right. she's crystal clear of what's going on. I can't tell what this thing is going to be like for for whatever vision is because it, it seems like these characters go about of their free will. You know, like vision goes off to his work and does his own thing at work. You know, like it seems to me like that looks like free will and not just Wanda's little thing, especially with all the trailers that we see of like visions, like there's got to be something beyond Westview. There's got to be something outside of this. And also, you know, Wanda wouldn't let her own conscience unless it's like guilt talking, like say like, Hey, something isn't right here. You know, there are theories that, you know, visions dead body is in there and it's just playing along to this. Mm. There's something else that, uh, I've, I've watched it a couple times now. There was a end credit scene that Paul Bettany has talked about. I don't know which movie it was pulled from. Endgame. But they're saying it could potentially Endgame be... Endgame didn't have an end credit scene? Oh, you're right. It was Infinity War then. Do you know which end scene that I'm talking about? Or have you seen that little clip? He's talking about something that transpired between him and Wanda that was pulled that, in a sense, sets up either where we're at or where we're going. That to me sounds like a deleted scene. It, it is. Yeah. I, I haven't seen a deleted scene to what you're referring no, to. It was an, it was supposed oh. to be an end credit scene that Kevin Feige pulled. It didn't air. It didn't happen. Yeah, they it didn't, didn't happen. I have not heard I'll, of this. I'll have to, we'll this. link this clip. Can in, you tell me about it or any details? I, okay. If I, if I watch the movies, I probably could, sure. but he's alluding to the fact that this points them to where they're at or where this is going. And so now there's the question that because it was pulled, it gives the opportunity for when this season ends that at the end credits, that scene that was pulled could potentially play. So there was a little bit of, I don't know if these are communicating together, but there was also something else that I saw. It would really help if I watched all these movies. I'm an idiot. The, it would there really was a, help if I would go to Disney World. It's true. <laughs> but you've been. You've at least been. I've watched a couple. Okay, so there's also something about where I watched it today. So so there's this shot of Wanda with her red hand beam. I don't really fully understand her powers other than she's a beast. But you can see in the background where it looks like stacks and stacks and rows and rows of where bodies are. Oh, like a morgue. Yes. That the they're shaped where it could be. And that could be like, that's where she went and got vision. Could be. It also could be like the people that were lost in the battle at the end of end game. That I think is what they were saying. And so she went in there, used her powers, pulled him. And that's where we're at. That would be nuts. Yes. So I think something has to happen. There has to be something that triggers some type of harm to the outside world. And that's why you see the the clips of like the sword guys like barging into it. Like there's got to be something that ups the ante of the dream world or whatever you want to call it affecting the real world. What that is, I don't know. 
unless it just starts growing, which I could easily see like the world literally expanding its radius. So I think that could probably be a good theory. You know, like this thing keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it just engulfs the entire world. And we've got to stop it now before it just wrecks all of us. And we're just, you know, playing like puppets on a string. What about you all? Do y'all have any theories or any ideas? It's okay if you don't. I really don't. I have no clue where it's going. I yeah, think I'm, we're not supposed to yet. Yeah, I'm curious. Five more episodes. I'm, I'm excited that everyone's theories seem to be lining up, and I'm excited that they could all be horrifically wrong. That's what I'm looking forward to. To Kind of that, I know this is dating me, but that, um, what's the movie with Bruce Willis and his I see dead people to where that sense. Yeah. When that ended and you were like, Oh my gosh, he's dead. Sorry. Spoiler. If you haven't seen that movie from the, I have not nineties. Oh, (laughs) crap. We don't care about spoilers here. Wanda, Wanda, can you bring your no and back (laughs) us up so we can do that again? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that or my favorite film of all time, the usual suspects, same kind of deal where there's this, huge twist that nobody could have predicted which i'll kill you if you were right and it's hawkeye because you're always wrong i like i want to keep that streak alive but if you're right i'll be like dang you're a wizard (laughs) guys i'm telling you it's pietro my my decision just makes logical sense which i don't think a shocker you know you don't expect the logical thing during a shocker yeah true like you would never have thought that Luke and Darth Vader were biologically related. Yeah, especially no comment. Some of the scenes that they shared, <laughs> weird. All right, I I don't have any great. I thought that was good predictions of where we think we're gonna go. Especially now that I know there are nine episodes. But yes, yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, for some reason we all thought six. We're not the only humans that thought it there was were six. Teased that it would be six, and now we are ultimately discovering it's nine. Which, if you did Number your nine. if you did your math correctly, leads us right up to the next show, Marvel show on Disney Plus. Yeah, it should line up within probably like a week or two of uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's what I'm talking about. Keep Marvel alive. Okay, I have a couple of other Disney Plus things to talk about. Bring it. So the Golden Globes were announced today and Disney Plus had their first nominations. I saw something. About yes, this. you're going to be excited. I so can't believe it. Mandalorian was nominated for Best Drama Series. Best Drama. Dude, maybe I should watch it again. Maybe I'm not. That's, that's surprising it, to me. Wasn't it nominated for that last year? I don't know. Was it? Oh, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm just excited now because I get to talk about this and it's recorded into the internet forever. There's another one that Lynn Manuel Miranda was nominated for best actor in a drama musical, what a comedy, whatever that weird thing is for Hamilton. Number nine. You Sorry. wouldn't have thought that all this time later, you know, something that came out in 2016. Know, now you're getting crazy. nominated. And the last one, if I did my combing correctly, soul was nominated for best animated picture i saw that i think they also got a nomination for its soundtrack too oh nice deserves it yeah Yeah. a little smooth jazz john batiste it's good i loved ludwig jornsson's who 
soundtrack who did The Mandalorian. Is his last name like an onomatopoeia? Njornsson. Njorn. Uh, but this season, I I expect it was because of coronavirus restrictions. Um, they took a lot of the music from the last uh, season and influenced it into this one. You know, uh, every single episode on Disney Plus a year ago, every single episode that came out that Friday, they would drop the soundtrack mm-hmm. to that episode. And this time oh, they just cool. did... Yeah, this time they just did two soundtracks, and it was like part one of season two, part two of season two, and I mean, like the, it was probably like sixteen tracks total for both of them, whereas you probably had like you know like fifty something for season one. Wow. Okay. So a big difference, just the way they drop their releases. I'm not complaining. Yeah. No, me either. It's cool, man. That music is. Ba-bum. I mean, it fits the show. It's. Well done. Especially when you think, if you heard that and you had never seen The Mandalorian, you would think, that's not Star Wars. Right, 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 right. But now you're like, no, that is Star Wars. Well, this show has been so much fun. Dave, where can people find us and what do we have to offer? Well, you can find us on all of the socials. So that is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. At ADPODFM, that is A-D-P-O-D-F-M, and our website, anotherdisneypodcast.com, which has a link to our merch. My coffee cup should be coming next week. Yes, I ordered a shirt and a hoodie. Can I get that hoodie? I'm super, I'm super excited. Thank you, listeners. Uh, we must part ways yet again, but who knows what we'll do next week. We can't wait to chat again next time.